This is the power of surrender. It empowers other people. It's a way of loving people. It's not that we don't say what we actually think if we're actually asked. It's not that we don't have boundaries, like when there's physical violence. And when I've worked with people who are physically unsafe, I step in. But it's an inner sense that it is okay for other people to experience pain in their own timing, and that my only job is to be present, whether they're a friend or a client, to what they are experiencing. This is Aliveness. I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. So I was leading a weekend workshop, and there were five women we were going to journey together. And one of the women had recently been through a breakup. And she had found out that her partner had been cheating on her during the relationship. He had left her. And she was in that traumatized state of shock that had cut to the core of all of her core wounds. And she didn't feel okay. If you know what abandonment triggers feel like, you know where she was. Hard place to be. And she was talking a lot about her partner. And in the journey, she felt like the medicine was telling her they were meant to be. And she wanted to contact him. She wanted to talk to him. She wanted to see him. And naturally, the other women in the group were like, forget the guy. Don't talk to the guy. He's bad. And this is a very natural reaction when we can see from the outside that somebody needs to get through this time and that the relationship is not the thing. And I did what I'm, I'm a little bit famous for doing, and I'm not alone. I, th- I think that most skilled therapists to a point will do this. I didn't suggest that she do anything. The only thing that I suggest is that during a retreat weekend, we don't use our phones. And when we return from a retreat, we don't take any actions, that we let what we learned integrate for a week or two. And this requires a kind of surrender on my part to hold that It was quite clear from the circumstances and what she had said. I mean, maybe they will end up together. Who knows? But it was quite clear that he wasn't meeting her where she wanted to be met. And they weren't on the same page as to what a relationship was, the kind of relationship that they had. Like they were on different journeys that were colliding for their reasons and overlapping. And it didn't seem that he was going to give her what she wanted. It didn't seem that's who he was. And people tend to show who they are. And it also, this I was even more sure about, there is no man who fills the hole in her heart. That even if he comes back tomorrow and says, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? That's great for the relationship, maybe. But that doesn't change the complete crack 
that she has inside that is being filled by his presence. And that that wound is what we're here to heal. So I have to hold that while also allowing her, her agency, her power. Because if I come in, if I cannot bear the situation, which don't get me wrong, if I'm out to brunch with a friend, I'm like, nope, you got to bear this. You know, you've got to feel the feelings. I've got that place in me. But when I'm working therapeutically, if I can't bear it and I tell her what to do, if I say, this guy's no good, or if I say, you got to go through your own healing, then she doesn't have the space. She is then engaged in either agreeing with me or disagreeing with me. She has to bump up against me. Now, of course, there's a place for that. There's a place for me to frame it for her and tell her what I see. And I did say the path that I saw her on. So there is a place for that. But if I step in energetically out of my own struggle to see her maybe say go round again, when people have those round and round relationships where they they stop and start, I've been there, that that can be hard to bear. And if I step in and go, hey, this is done. And I remember one therapist did that with me in an on and off relationship. She said, this guy, he can't give you what you want. You got to choose. And you know, I stopped seeing her. And I did that because I wasn't ready to get off the carousel. And one of my very best friends, I said to him, I said, I think you must think I'm insane because you now know so many things about this person that I've been in a relationship with and you probably think I should go. And he said, oh no, you're going through what you're going through. And, and you'll leave if and when it's time. And once in a while he would say what he thought, <laughs> but he gave me that space, which allowed me to feel safe to go round and round and round again until I didn't. And so that's what I did with this woman. And that's what I attempt to do therapeutically is to give people the space to know they're held, they're honored for their choices. Because at a level, especially in the relationship piece, we all know the wisdom. We can picture those sex in the city girls at the table or whatever our version of that is. We know what our besties would say. And we know we're not doing it. And so we feel shame. And then maybe we stop talking about it. We may even stop telling our therapist, for goodness sakes. And that doesn't help us go through the process. We're going through this for a reason. So the practitioner has to surrender, and this empowers the client. And this happens in all our relationships. I just told you about my friend. He surrendered. He wants me to be happy, but he didn't have an idea of how that needed to look. I mean, he lives in Europe. It doesn't matter to him whether what I'm doing but it's about his inner state. He's surrendered to life and his own process enough that it's, he can bear me going round and round. He can say, okay, you can do that. You can do that. This is the power of surrender. It empowers other people. It's a way of loving people. It's not that we don't say what we actually think if we're actually asked. It's not that we don't have boundaries, like when there's physical violence. And when I've worked with people who are physically unsafe, I step in 
but it's an inner sense that it is okay for other people to experience pain in their own timing and that my only job is to be present, whether they're a friend or a client, to what they are experiencing. Surrender empowers people. And I can only surrender if I have felt the feelings myself. So this is why we do this work, is to allow others to have the space. I kind of think about those like choking plants in the garden that eat up everything and you have to be constantly cutting them back. There's no room for the pretty little daisy to grow because I don't know what it's called, but it's just like freaking everywhere. And it just, it grows like everywhere and suffocates the whole garden. If we are suffocating others, they don't have room to grow. And so as we prune ourselves, which is with love, as we let ourselves feel our feelings and grow into who we are, which in the case of the garden, those plants are being authentic. It's just an analogy. But if, if we truly are sufficient in our own energy, then we can allow others to be sufficient in theirs. But when we have needs, if I have upset that I'm not able to feel in my own relationship and I'm tolerating it, then when I see it over there, I got to fix it so that nobody has the feelings. Because I can't let someone else have feelings in front of me without either dissociating or having them myself. So what do we do? We either dissociate or we make their feelings go away. So our job is to have our feelings. That's what surrender looks like. Surrender is not the submission I talk about in another episode where it's like, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Everything happens for a reason. It's kind of robotic. It is what it is. That's submission. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about surrender to the truth, not surrender to anything, surrender to the truth. So when I hear about something happening in the world that crosses my fire, that crosses my boundaries for what I believe is right, I don't say it is what it is. Que sera, sera. No. I allow myself to have all my feelings and I act according to what is mine to do, which is a discernment process. That's surrender. And surrender is so powerful. Because what eventually happened with this woman was she moved on and she felt the stability of the holding container. We continued to work together for a number of months and she did a number of ceremonies and she was able to feel herself, her gifts, her possibility. She entered into a new relationship and now she's in a new cycle of learning, healing, and growth. And I don't know what would have happened if I had come in and interfered in that weekend, but I know this, it would have been about me, not her. It would have been about me putting things into the mix that were not about her, which of course we always do. We're never like perfectly pure. We're always involved. And the awareness of another person's agency, power, and process is made possible by our surrender to our own. And surrender allows us to be present in our bodies and our hearts, moment 
by moment by moment as another person has their experience. So they can be aware of when they are grasping out and when they are connecting to themselves and bit by bit hold their own process and come more and more into their body and their heart, their aliveness, their juice, their power. If this resonates with you, be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today.